Hey there, this is Noah Tobias on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted. Make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and you can catch us every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. on 105.5 WQHU. As always, you can stream Forster Radio anytime, anywhere on ForsterRadio.com or through the TuneIn app. Today I am sitting down with uh, head basketball coach, Coach Ty Platt, here at Huntington University. Coach, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Noah. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for coming here and being a part of this. Uh, so, Coach, not a lot of people know, but you were actually uh, a basketball player at Taylor University during your college days. Mm-hmm. How did you decide to go to Taylor University and play basketball there? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great question. Uh, it seems like it's been a long time ago now, uh, mainly because I think it has been. Uh, you know, it's going to be uh, 30 years now since I've graduated from high school. And, you know, my senior year in high school, I, I was going through what a lot of kids go through and trying to decide where you want to go play and where you wanted to go to school and what kind of education you wanted to get. And um, I knew I wanted the spiritual emphasis to be a part of uh, my experience for four years at the college level. And then I wanted to play basketball at the highest level I could as well. So, you know, it's one of these things where um, Grace and Taylor and Huntington and several others recruited me and, and had me for visits and, and, and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, at the time, my family wasn't as involved at HU as what we had had been, maybe my dad when he played and that kind of thing. So Huntington really wasn't an option really for me at that point. It really came down to Grace or Taylor, and I ended up taking uh, the uh, – uh, the offer from Grace, and then that night, uh, you know, and continuing to pray about it and think through it and walk through it with my parents and grandparents and other people I trusted, I actually uh, decommitted there and went to Taylor, and it was turned out to be the one of the best decisions I, decisions I made. I met my wife there. We had a lot of success, so, um, you know, it was great, but um, uh, it was certainly a long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, um I guess kind of coming out of college, did you know that you wanted to be a basketball coach mm-hmm. or uh, was that just mm-hmm. something that popped up? Well, I about seventh grade, I really enjoyed my seventh grade, not only basketball coach, but he was an, uh, an instructor at the Riverview Middle School here in town. And um, his name was Kent Hoopengartner, who's a, a high quality Christian man and just a guy that I thought was well, for lack of a better term, just really cool. And uh, uh, he kind of allowed me, or I saw through him what I thought it would be like to be in his type of role, in a coaching, uh, teaching role. And I grew up in a house where, obviously, my number one role model was my dad, and basketball's always been a big part of our life. And and I just thought, you know, this is what I'd like to do. I like kids, and, and as I was going through high school, I really enjoyed my high school coach as well, and, and it just uh, became a part of what I wanted to do. So I'm awfully fortunate to have gone into it and had the career that I've had to this point. Um, and uh, I never really looked back. Just been really happy. What was your first uh, opportunity to coach uh, players after college? That's a great question, too. Uh, I graduated and, uh, you know, uh, got married. I graduated one weekend, got married the next, and neither my wife or I had a job. And you know, I don't know what we were thinking, but we went ahead and, and, and went through the summer and and uh, looked for positions and jobs and that kind of thing. And, and an assistant's job at Taylor opened up. The, the, the head assistant left, and so I took his role for a year. And then after that, I was fortunate enough to become the head coach at Southwestern High School in Hanover, Indiana, 
I was 23 years old and hadn't taught a day yet in the classroom, and I was the head coach. And so um, just a, a God thing there because uh, I met some great people and had uh, developed some relationships with the guys that I had that year. Uh, I was 23, and many of them were 18, So we and one of them was almost 19. So I was basically about four or five years older than the guys I was coaching. So it was very unique, but just an awesome group of guys that still to this day come back and see a game every year. Uh, and we reconnect and that kind of thing. But, um, it, you know, I'm not going to say that that's necessarily the best way to do it uh, because you're kind of thrown into the lion's den and, and here we go because uh, being a head coach is tough at times because you've got a lot of things you have to balance and, and try to run a whole program. But um, it, it, it's, uh, as I look back on it, it's one of the, uh, the fondest memories I have is that first position. And I would say uh, in – the first year there at being uh, the head coach of uh, mm-hmm. the basketball team, what was probably the biggest thing that you learned mm-hmm. in your first year of being a head coach? That's a great question, too. I think it's uh, basically that, you know what, as much as we like to win and we like to uh, do anything and everything we can to make sure that we're coming out on the left-hand side of that scoring column and when you read the paper the next day, it's it's more about the relationships that you build and, and uh, the people that you get to be around and and hopefully influence. Um, and I think I learned that more than anything, that as much as you pour into it uh, to try to win, and that's an important component, obviously. It's still uh, it's the joy of going to practice every day. It's the joy of having the guys over to your house. or It's, the, it's those little things that really make a big impact. And as you look back, I find that most people probably can't remember the games in terms of whether you won or you lost. Probably there's some games where you will remember that as well, but you're always going to remember that, you know, those bus rides or those times that you went to the coach's house or the, like I mentioned, or, you know, those other things. And, and that's all part of the relationship. So after you uh, were the head coach there at, uh, at Southeastern, correct? Southwestern. Or Southwestern. Yep. yep. Uh, so after that, where mm-hmm. did you go uh, mm-hmm. coaching-wise? Well, there I was there for two years, and then I got the head coaching job at Columbus East High School in Columbus, Indiana. So I went from a small 2A school to a very large 1,400-kid uh, 4A school in Columbus. And, uh, you know, that, again, a, a large city and a big school and just a, a neat experience there as well. Um, different than the one I experienced at Southwestern, but, uh, you know, it was great because that's where our uh, son Kyle was born and son Connor was born, and so it's always going to have fond memories for that for us as well, my wife and I. But then I went from there to Norwell, uh, your home school as well, as well. Yep. Yep. and I spent six years there as the head coach, um, and uh, after that, and that was great too, I mean, just awesome guys and and uh, a great experience there, and um then I became the assistant coach here at HU for my dad for three years. And and then once he retired, I was fortunate enough to get the position and been here ever since. So <clears throat> when you first started as assistant coach here at Huntington, mm-hmm. was that always the plan for you to take over for your dad? Or was that just something that mm-hmm. kind of popped up and uh, you just applied for it and then you got the position? Mm-hmm. That's a good, good question as well. I mean, I think I believe strongly in small college basketball. Uh, in small college athletics, I think uh, this is where it's it's purest. It, it's in its purest form, uh, on the court and then off the court. This is where you can really have hopefully an impact on, 
on your players' lives more so than just whether or not we're winning or losing, much like I was talking about before. Um, I think sometimes guys use our level as a stepping stone to the next level. Uh, and guys don't usually go from the NAIA to a head coaching job at the D1 level, but you get into more of an assistance level at that you know, after that and kind of keep climbing. Well, for me, it's not. I mean, this is home and this is where I've always wanted to be. I mean, in a lot of ways, uh, small college has always been something I've wanted to do ever since I started playing at the small college level. And so, you know, I, I and, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, there was some uh, behind the or in the back of my mind thoughts and as well as my dad that hopefully someday I can maybe took, take over for him. And um, because Huntington is such a special place to our family. So, uh, when that o- opened up and, and I explored that and it just kind of all worked out to where I could become the head coach here, that was uh, uh, in a lot of ways just an answer to a prayer, that uh, a selfish prayer somewhat, but uh, one that we definitely had, uh, my wife and I, and it's uh, been a blessing to be here. Yeah, you guys have definitely made a lot of memories here as a family, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's that's it's called Platt Arena for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, your family has... Yeah. Uh, put in so much time and effort in mm-hmm. that basketball uh, court. And it, I mean, it's definitely, I'm sure you've had a lot of memories there as a family. Mm-hmm. But then, so when you <clears throat> took over f- for your dad, did you mm-hmm. did you feel any pressure at all? <laughs> Just kind of, you know, it was your dad, like mm-hmm. trying to kind of live up mm-hmm. to what he did as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you do. I mean, you put a lot of pressure on yourself naturally. I think we all do. We want to be successful. We want to be good. We want to, we want good things to be said about you. All those kinds of things. And uh, the reason it's called Platt Arena doesn't have a darn thing to do with me. It has a lot to do and all, everything to do with my dad and 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 his successes here, both as a player and then as a coach. And you know, he took the program from a very low level and, and made him a very prominent national level team. And uh, when you're taking over a position like that, that's not always the easiest because you got to try to stay up there. And the thing about the Crossroads League is, is that there's nine other teams that are really good and that are out there busting uh, their tails to be awfully, awfully good every year, year in and year out. So there's the pressure of winning naturally, but then when you're trying to do it at, in the place that your your dad had so much success and your family and it's in your hometown and they're a large part of your crowd and people that you've grown up knowing your whole life. Um, again, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's it's there's some pressure to it, but it's a great community and it's a great university and a great spot to be in. And, uh, you know, I just I cherish every day and, and hope that uh, every day goes a little slower, to be quite honest, because they tend to go pretty quick. So your your oldest son, Kyle, mm-hmm. he is a uh, senior here mm-hmm. this year. Was it strange for him for his freshman year? That's mm-hmm. uh, your oldest son. Was it weird for mm-hmm. uh, you to be coaching him, mm-hmm. um, you know, in at the college level now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I think this. I think every parent coaches their kid, and you know, you guys have you've played sports, and and mm-hmm. you know, you, you get in the car afterwards, and Dad's going to tell you what you did wrong or what yeah. you could have done better, and and hopefully, he's also telling you what you did right, and. And those kinds of things. And so uh, everybody coaches their own kid. I'm just blessed to be able to actually be the head coach of the team and and do that. It's a unique situation. It's not easy for Kyle. It's not easy for Connor right now. It's not easy for me all the time. I mean, you got to make tough choices and and you got to play who you think is going to help you win the game. And 
and separate your, your yourself from you know the personal side of things and we talk with our team all the time about how as a coach we have to do that you know we don't do anything personal as far as to them as a person it's just what we got to do to try to win games and um you know and then it takes on a whole nother level when it's your own kids but uh what an awesome thing to be able to say i'm coaching both my sons on a college basketball team in a gym named after my my dad i mean that's just that's kind of weird, but it's it's unbelievably uh, awesome and a great blessing. And so, uh, Kyle, he's a senior. Connor, he's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what about, uh, you? You have uh, another child, right? Mm-hmm. I do. I have a daughter, Kaylee. I tell everybody she's my favorite, actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she is a senior at Huntington North, and and you know, hopefully, she'll uh, be a forester as well. She's kind of going through that whole process of mm-hmm. weighing everything out and enjoying her senior year right now. But, um, you know, we got big expectations for our team, and, and we're hoping for big things. And uh, But, uh, you know, every day is, is another chance to get better, and that's kind of how we approach it. What, what are a couple goals that you guys have set for this mm-hmm. season? Great question again. Uh, obviously, the ultimate goal is to get back out to the national tournament. It is every year, and it's something that I believe that we can attain. But we've got nine other teams in our conference that are trying to attain the very same goal. Uh, I wish that there were five or six of them that just said, well, we just hope to have a fun year. But they're all trying to get there. And so it's going to be a war every night. That's goal number one. Goal number two is obviously we'd love to, you know, we'd love to finish in the top, you know, three, two or three or four of the conference. And, And if you can do that, hopefully that gets you to Branson for sure. But, you know, I think Brad Stevens said it really well when he said, my only goal is to win the very next possession. That's it. And and I think that's a great way to put it. It's a very profound, simple way to say, we just want to win the next time we have the basketball or the next time we're on defense, whatever it is, let's try to win that. If we can win enough of them, we'll win the game, and that'll get us the grand record and the kind of position we want to be in at the end. So um, high expectations for our group, and but they're they're putting a lot of expectations on themselves. So they're an easy group to coach. Do you have any, uh, I guess, so your two seniors are uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Aarons, I'm sorry, three seniors with uh, Kyle. So Tyler Aarons, Kyle Platt, and Mike Bush. Um, well, actually, it's Trevor Lockwood. Oh, gosh, dang it, yeah. It's all right. You got Trevor Lockwood, <laughs> Kyle, Mike, and you got Devin, Devin Murder. So you got Devin Murder, okay. senior, Trevor yep. Lockwood, That's Mike right. Bush, and Kyle Platt. Yep. Yeah, because Tyler's only a junior. Exactly. Right That's that. all right. That's that all right. He's only a year older than me. <laughs> so... Um, they're really just wanting to go out with a bang, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Absolutely. You know, you, you look at the four seniors, and they don't really only care about winning games. It's, it's the adage that people have used for many years that freshmen want to play, sophomores want to start, juniors want to score, and seniors want to win. And, you know, I think there's some truth in that a little bit. I, I think our whole group wants to win, you know, all those kinds of things. But we're talking about four guys that can look and say, hey, okay, I, I kind of know when – my playing days are going to be over. So I don't have another year or two or three. So we want this to be special. And, you know, you go down through our list and you've got Mike Bush, who was third-team All-American last year, led the nation in assists. I think he's going to be in store for a monster year. Devin Murder is a very athletic uh, kid that can get to the rim and rebound as well and and do a lot of things at the three-man spot. Kyle Platt's going to be a guy that I think is going to have a big year because I think he's put on some weight. I know he has, and 
and is very intelligent on the floor, and then Trevor Lockwood. And not that we're going to go through all of our players, but just talking specifically about the seniors, is a guy who can block shots and is a rim protector that way and can rebound and also score inside. And so we're going to be calling upon him too. So all four guys are going to play a major role for our team. Yeah, definitely. We look forward to uh, watching you guys on your first home game on November the 1st uh, here in Platt Arena. Uh, and coach, appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, you wish you guys luck uh, for this season, and hope you guys do some really big things this hey, year. Hey, thanks. No, I appreciate it. Yep, not a problem. Thank you. Uh, oh, to everybody that is listening, uh, make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes or SoundCloud, and remember you can listen to Forster Radio on 105.5 WQHU over the air in Huntington, or go to ForsterRadio.com. This is Noah Tobias signing off.